Hey guys, it's Brittany here with Leading Ladies of Corpus Christi, and I wanted to give a special shout out to my sponsor, Verbal Inc. It's a live storytelling event happening every first Friday, also known as Art Walk, in the lower level of the Art Museum of South Texas. Listen to live storytellers tell really amazing stories based off of that month's theme, February's theme will be escape you if you're interested in being a storyteller you can actually submit a story on www.verbal-inc.com in addition to look at the following months I think all the way through 2020s different themes so if there's a theme that you identify with most and you have a story to tell about it get that story ready so you can submit and have the verbal ink team review it uh, it's a really neat event. They had the first one last month, and I recommend that everybody go. It would be really neat if you say Leading Ladies of Corpus Christi sent you whenever you check in at the Art Museum of South Texas. Doors open at 7 o'clock. The event starts at 7.30. Make sure you get a seat. We went in pretty late and had to stand, so it was standing room only at that point. But check it out, and if you have any more questions, reach out to uh, at Verbal Inc. 361 or www.verbal-inc.com. It's episode 84 of Leading Ladies Corpus Christi, and I'm sitting across from the owner of Box Drop Mattresses in Corpus Christi. Did I say it right? Yes. Okay. I'm talking about Darcy Esparza. Thank you for having me in your home and willing to be on the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. And for providing some Maker's Mark whiskey. We're not sponsored by Maker's Mark, but I had to <laughs> say it because she has a shot for her and a shot for me, so we got to take it. We do. Yes. All right. Ready? To Darcy I'm taking it out of the bottle, mini bottle. And Brittany. <laughs> you did great, and that is way more than a shot. Oh, my goodness. I'm just going to sip on this bad boy. So, Darcy, you're from Florida, and you started off as a math teacher. Uh, actually, I started off as a news producer. Okay, math news producer first. Math teacher was first. my career before becoming. So, I've had, like, four careers. Yes. So math teacher was, was what I ha was before I became a mattress person. Okay. So you started off as a news producer. I did. So did you get a degree in communications? I did from the University of Florida. That's where I grew up. Okay. And so what part of Florida? I grew up in uh, Tampa, Florida. Um, I was born in Pensacola, which if you're military, which most people are here, mm -hmm. my dad was in the Navy and there's a base in the Navy. Actually, if there's a lot of pilots here in Corpus, most, a lot of them probably went to Pensacola because it's a training yes. facility. I had some friends um, that lived there temporarily. And my dad was a uh, beginning dentist, I guess. So he was l specializing in dentistry, being a doctor in the Navy. Okay. So my sister and I were born wow. while he was in the Navy. And then by the time he got out, we went back to Tampa, which is where he and my mom uh, went to high school. Okay. Right on. So... Did you always know you wanted to go into some sort of communication degree? Was that, did you know you wanted to be in news? Don't know. Okay, so super funny story. Yes, please. No, um, really funny. Because so what most of you don't know because they don't have video is that I'm older than most. I'm 48. She keeps 48. saying this. She looks amazing. Okay, but so in high school, which was the 80s for me, late 80s, I used to tell people I was going to go to college and I was going to be Donald Trump's worst nightmare because he was a business mogul and I wanted to be in business like him. Wow. I know, well, you, right? you are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, I did horribly as a freshman in, believe it or not, in Business 101 or whatever. <laughs> Economics. Economics. <laughs> Eco 101 was the worst class I ever took in my entire life. So I immediately changed my major and I was going to be um, math. And my dad said, uh, no. I mean, he wasn't ugly about it. He was just like, you won't make any money as a teacher, so mm -hmm. I don't think you should do that. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, yeah, you're probably right. So I, didn't I, know. I have a I quick was, question. Yeah. Why math? I always loved math. In okay, school, see, that's cool to I hear. I had straight A's. I think the only B I ever got was in geometry, which is not really like normal math. Yeah. I mean, it is math. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but algebra and algebra 2 and trig and analytical geometry, I did really well at. But for some reason, the basic geometry, I did. That's so funny. Like, proofs and stuff was not fun. But I have mad respect for people who just have a natural inclination for math. That is freaking like awesome. I, like, we got to be teacher for the day in high school, and I was my trig teacher. That's like I didn't super pick cool. anybody else. I wanted to be my math teacher. But I love that you're like, business, no math. Like, who, who does that? I don't know. I, I, I thought that's what I wanted. Um, and then, okay, so... This is how old I am. We took compute the computer classes 
were like dot matrix and stuff and like oh, you wow. learn how to program and mm-hmm. I took a class called Pascal which I don't even remember what I did but I remember we spent the whole semester doing a project of where basically at the end of it it spelled my name on the computer screen which is like the green amber yeah. screens or whatever like it wasn't like what I mean in just well I graduated 25 years ago I think we just had my 25th anniversary from college and the the it, the, the technology advancements are like people in college right now would have have really probably no clue what right we had to do like no one had their own computer we had to deal with stuff called floppy disks which you explain that to someone this age and they had like no idea what mm-hmm. we're talking about oh no i, I was in the age the, of floppy disks 3.5 remember those were cool at one time so you probably don't even know I, what is that <laughs> what's a 3.5 so it started as a floppy which i was remember a floppy disk little floppy disk, yeah and then from floppy it went to this hard one which is a 3.5, so it was like, I don't know, it was like a square. Have I ever seen one? Okay, you know when you look at all the icons on your computer and it says save mm-hmm. and it looks like a little square? That yes, was yes, a yes. 3.5. Okay, got it. Okay. okay. Again, I'm so old no, right but, now. But I think there's something to be said for people who know how to operate these kinds of uh, this kind of technology early on because just in case something goes down, it's possible for you to revert back. I mean, I know computers don't necessarily handle floppy disks anymore, but... The thing is, you you have the capability to do it. Whereas I other think I have like, in a storage thing in the in the in the garage, uh, either a floppy or a three point five. I even have beta disks of what my news my newscast, one of my original newscasts. Well, right. So then you decided. So your dad said, "Eh, math may not be the best way to go." So then you just opted for. Okay, so I didn't know what I was doing, so I kind of was just getting my generals out of the way, and I didn't know what I was going to major in. Um, I kind of learned how to party where I was like really, I was like kind of a goody two shoes in high school and then mm-hmm. I wasn't in college. I didn't, I learned what it was like to drink and you know, whatever, like everyone else does. Right. So it took me a while. It did take me five and a half years to graduate. So I got six University of Florida football seasons in. Hey, so that was awesome. there you go. Um, but a friend of mine was in the journalism major, was a journalism, but she loved being in front of the camera. And uh, we were just talking one day. She's like, you know, you can do what I do, but not be in front. You could do all the other stuff, the cool stuff in the back. And I was like, well, let me try it. So I took a couple of like, you know, those intro classes are like blah, 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 3000 or whatever. And I was like, this is kind of cool. And so I just kept taking them and taking them until I was able to just because back in the day, you didn't you didn't you didn't sign up to be an, in a major until you were a junior. Like, I know oh, nowadays you wow. sign up for a major pretty as a immediately. Like, yeah. Like you almost like apply to college and apply for the business school. Mm-hmm. That's not how it was done, or at least where I went to school. You just went to college and you kind of figured what you wanted to do by taking electives. Yes. It was, I think that's like the thought process of how college was supposed to be in the beginning. Go take your Englishes, take your maths, take some psychology, take some shrink, you know, uh, sociology, something until you, until you like it. Like, and then you declare a major. Right. So I did it that way. Yeah. So you opted for communication. And then I loved it. Okay. It was fun. I mean, I, I learned how to splice. So again, dating film? myself because that's how we film, <laughs> was, right? I spliced film, but I spliced uh, radio. So like what we're doing right now, this podcast, which yeah. is like kind of like new version of what radio is, used yes. to be reels of these tiny tape. Yeah, it looks like a like a film, and you would have to splice it. So I would like talk into it because we'd have to make fake radio commercials or yeah. fake whatever. And I would have to put music down. I would have to put voice down. Wow. And I would have to learn how to splice it. And you really do physically cut the tape with a razor blade and <laughs> tape it down. I mean, like, that's what how we used to do stuff. That is so cool, though. So you know how to edit. Well, okay, yeah, but in my defense, it has been 25 years. I haven't spliced in that long. It's been a long time. I bet you could still do it. Let's get her some tape to splice. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I went into – so when I graduated – at school, I was one of the first people that had it, that uh, in my graduating class actually had a job. And I went back home to Tampa, lived at home, and I worked at a TV station down there called. So over there, everything begins with a W. Okay. The East Coast. And now mm. everything over here is like begins with a K. K. Yeah. So it was, <clears throat> I think it was WTVT. And it was a 13, I believe. And it was when um, it, Robert Murdoch bought a bunch of news stations and made them all fox so back in the day fox was a station that no one would watch okay like there was no really cool programming there was just it was just weird and then he bought all these stations and it was like a big coup so we went from a cbs to a fox it was like a big deal yeah and that was the first station i worked at and uh 
I worked overnight, and I remember um, our, one of the biggest stories we ever covered was Oklahoma City bombing. But because I worked overnights, I had been asleep all day, and yes. I didn't know anything about it. So I woke up at like 5 o'clock in the evening and turned on the TV, and I didn't know what anyone was talking about. Right. So imagine they probably have had, at this point, eight hours of solid coverage of this bomb. And the, and the effects and the deaths and the stories and all that stuff. And I'm turning it on for the first time. And I'm like, what are they talking about? Like, it took me over, over an hour to kind of figure out what was going on. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have to cover this tonight. I don't even know enough. Like, it was – and then, of course, you're just glued to it. Right. You know, and that back then, I think, you know, CNN did exist, but there was none of this other – like now, there's five thousand news stations. Right, not can, to mention people use right. social media for news now. Right, yeah. That, I don't. Even, no one had the internet. Like I think. Yeah. My friend had like a one, like a little computer, and we would like. Does anyone remember chat rooms? Like yeah. let's date ourselves. So we would get on <laughs> a chat room, and we we just how dumb we were. We not we're like twenty something. We get on a chat room, and it was something about L.A. And we're thinking it was Louisiana, but it oh was, my. It was actually L.A. Like Louis. Oh, so like, we, yeah, we Los Angeles. We and we didn't, yeah. It would, you would, like, go in and, like, talk to people and, like, these chat rooms. So yeah. Kind of, like, I guess almost like a beginning, not like a Facebook, but kind of like Ish. a social. It was yeah. weird, yeah. No, they're and definitely like, this is weird. social. There's weirdos on here. We don't, we can't trust them. I'm like, we can't be, like, I felt. Well, at least you were <laughs> wise enough to know that because the internet is full of them. Yeah. Weirdos, no matter what time. Yeah, that's, so that was, and then, so I was an assistant producer, which is, you do a lot of writing. I did some editing. Um, I didn't do anything in the front of the camera. And then, but everyone wants to be a producer when mm-hmm. you have that major. And so my first job was here in Corpus Christi, Texas at uh, KRIS TV. Um, yeah, so when did you move to Corpus? Because you had started working in Tampa. Yeah, so I graduated from college in December of 1994. Okay. And I was working in Corpus by June of 95. Like, it, wow. was, it was a very short time. And how Corpus? Like, just because... Um, someone heard about me. I was kind of headhunted. And the producer from here called me, flew me there, interviewed me, and offered me the job, like, two days later. And gave me a moving allowance. And I loaded up a, whatever I had in a U-Haul and my sister and I. So we're, like, 23 and 21. Drove from Florida to Corpus in 24 hours and started wow. a life. I, 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 I got in a, back then there were these things called apartment finders. And <laughs> <laughs> there was no internet. So there were, you yeah, had how the heck that did you do you it? And, That's so crazy. And then I had found an apartment that way and literally just drove right into the apartment and, and had like a weekend and, uh, worked like that. And that next day, I mean that, so it was like a Friday and I had to work on that Monday. Yeah, at Chris 6. At Chris 6, which I can't even remember where the station is because I've been to Chris 6 in the past like two or three years. Mm-hmm. And I believe it is not at all the same place because now I, now I think they're like a conglomerate. Like Yeah, it's like they them have and a Tin bunch of stuff. And, right. And something else. But when I was there, Univision, it was a family maybe? it was a family owned station and they were owned like a family owned it. Like it wasn't part of a conglomerate, it was just them. Um, matter of fact, Dale Nelson was our weather guy, um, and I showed you that picture over there. Yes, Proof. it's excellent. Yeah, he had, you know. I love that picture. It's like <laughs> 90s galore. It's amazing. Oh, it is, yes. It's Those party hats. Um, the big anchors there besides Dale was uh, Dot Pedersen and Mark Cabell. I know Mark eventually left and went to Utah. Uh, I think um, Park City. No, what's the big city in Utah? Salt Lake. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. he went there. I don't know where he is now. And then Dot went to Dallas, Fort Worth for a while. Wow. And then she became like someone who worked for the city, like a PIO type. Oh, wow. Okay. And then she changed her name because she was married, but that was her maiden name. So she went by Mm -hmm. something else. And uh, I'm still friends with. uh, Is he in this picture? No, he's busting out a picture. Sorry, I'm looking at a picture. Yeah. Uh, There was a gentleman that I worked with named Mike, and he is now in Houston. And he's like. a big marketing type guy. So that's so I cool. I still have my, some connections from there. Yeah. Well, not connections, but like friends. Yeah. Like Facebook friends but see, me. that to me is that's, that's legit. I mean, how long were you there? I was only there for 13 months and okay. then I moved and went to got a job in San Antonio and worked at KSAT 12 in San Antonio as a producer, as a producer, man. Um, uh, well, I was telling you earlier. So when I worked in Tampa, one of my, 
one, a story I worked on was about this woman named Selena who was murdered. And I had never, ever This is in San Antonio. I, when, no, this is when I lived in Tampa. Oh, Tampa. Okay. I had, I'm writing a story about what happened to her. It, I think it was in April. And I had never heard of her. And so I'm writing this story about someone I've never heard of. And I'm kind of just like, you know, and then all I, and then six weeks later, I am in the city that she, you know, was from and did, got famous from and everything like that. And then, and then what's the big stories we cover like the whole year I'm here is the trial. And, mm-hmm. and I think they were starting to plan the movie and like everything like that was That's going on huge. while I was here. And I'm like, this is weird. I like covered this story and I never heard of her. And and now you're like immersed in her right and then i go to san antonio she's got a store there and then when they were filming um you know the big scene in the movie where it's the concert where i think it was mimicking a concert in mexico where not that she was trampled but like kind of was a scary moment oh where yes, she's wearing yes. The white. yes they actually filmed it at the poteet strawberry festival which is right outside of san antonio so i yeah. got to cover that too wow <laughs> Yeah, but you were also saying that, so you covered, when you were in Tampa, you covered the Oklahoma City bombing, mm-hmm. and you also covered Selena, and then you were also saying in college that you got to cover O.J. Simpson. Yeah, so again, The 90s, myself, man, so. what the heck? <laughs> so when I was in college, we had our own TV station, like, it was student-run TV station, the only, there was only two adults who dealt with the newscast, and they were basically professors, and they were like the news director and the assistant news director. Everyone else was a college student you know, learning the profession. So the, the, the producers, the assistant producers, the writers, the editors, the sports guy, the weather person, the people that push the buttons in the back, the people that said take camera three, all those people were students. Wow. And the big story we covered was the slow chase. Um, like, I'm, I'll never forget that. We, we were all just like, what are we yeah. supposed to do? You know, the story. I mean, we covered the slow chase. So I've, I've done everything but in front of the camera stuff. Mm-hmm. I've edited myself. I've interviewed people I uh, you know where you know you don't, you don't see me but I'm asking questions right I've, I've edited like I said I've produced and um I've even done sports like I would and that was kind of cool too I got to go um that sounds cool work for like ESPN or ABC News at the Florida game down on the field holding like the the wires what yeah we were called grips and you got paid and Dude. you had to go watch the game for free no and joke on the and you got to go to the media tent and get all the, the free food. That was a big deal in college. <laughs> I, it's a big deal to me now. Are you kidding me? But also, I have mad respect for producers. My husband was a producer uh, for KIII, so I know how much work goes into it. So for you to take that on as a college graduate and then just get all these jobs and be headhunted and that kind of thing says a lot about you and your capability. It was cool. I mean, I, I, I always, you know, when you're 20-something, I mean, I look back on it now, and I'm like, dude, I was kind of a badass. But back then, I was like, oh, I suck. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even get a Isn't job as weird? a producer in the beginning. And then when I did get a job as a producer, I'm like, oh, I'm just the morning producer. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you always had this doubt. And even yeah. though I would get quick promotions, or like I said, I got a job in San Antonio, it was just the weekend. And then I was like, oh, you know, like, I never felt at the time that I was not only just good enough, but that I was, that I was being a success, that I was successful. Yeah. Um, because you're in your twenties. Absolutely. I mean, and like you said, it's, it's, you're so conditional. You're like, okay, well I'm a producer, but I'm a morning producer. Right. You know, you're just and real it's conditional. Like, yeah. I, I just felt, I had a lot of doubt, a self doubt that gosh, 48 year old Darcy wishes she could talk to 24 year old Darcy and tell her, Oh my God, you have no idea. Absolutely. How awesome you're doing right now. Because I literally, when I walked across the stage, Everyone who was in my major, no one had a job. I was the only one, but mm-hmm. I still was like, oh, well. And I always felt a way to somehow sabotage that. Not that I wasn't happy about having the job. Of course. But I found a way to be um, negative Nancy about it, you know, that kind of stuff. But isn't it, it's so interesting to me because this is the prime example of the only thing holding ourselves back is ourselves. Yeah. I mean, I mean, literally with just like this mental prison we put ourselves in sometimes or like these weird stipulations or that we're so hard on ourselves, you know? Um, yeah, we are. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I have to admit very recently, I'm like 34 year old Brittany would love to tell 21 year old Brittany, whatever it may be. Right. Um, so I can totally identify with that. So what made you decide that you wanted to get out of news? Cause you were kicking butt in news. So I lived in San Antonio for three years Producing. Um, producing. Okay. I well, moved my way major. from weekends to mornings to like a 5 a five p.m. gig, I think. I got married. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I'm the, my husband who owns the mattress store with me, it's really his store. 
Um, I mean, it is our story of Hello, We're Married, but yeah. it was this was all his, and when we get to that point, I'll explain that. But I met him three weeks to the day that I moved to Corpus. Back to Corpus. No, the first time. Oh, really? So in 95, I met him. And, wow. Um, when I, and so backstory, when I first moved to Corpus, I had no intentions of staying in the state of Texas. I was like, ew. <laughs> I mean, I know that's horrible. No, it's not. You're but from I Florida. I get it. into Corpus, and I was like, what town am I moving to? What's with this? I didn't understand what a refinery was. Mm-hmm. I was like, this town is ugly. Like, mm-hmm. um, Pollution. I just was, I did, I was not a fan. Um, but I will say this, Corpus now it's really nice. Like, yep. I mean, I, I will, I'm a fan and I will, I will defend it, but I, I 20 years ago, I, I would not have. Oh, a lot of people from Corpus. I know, years I know, ago I know. Weren't crazy about it. But when I first moved here, my goal was to get some, a resume builder and go back to Florida. Mm-hmm. And I met my husband, Louie, and I never left Texas. I think that's hilarious. Though. <laughs> it's so funny. Cause it's like the universe has other plans. Well, I remember for you, leaving, Darcy. like, I'll never forget. Like here I have, I have, I have a U-Haul and my car's towed behind it. My sister and I are in our twenties. We're getting in the car and we're about to drive this 18 hour drive. And my mom and dad are like all sad. And I'm like, it's okay. I, two years tops. I'm just gonna, I'll be back. I just need a resume <laughs> builder because there's no way I'm staying they there. They knew. I know they knew. Uh, like, yeah. She's going to meet someone. Of course. <laughs> Parents are like, okay, whatever you say. Well, we so, know. So I moved to San Antonio. We were there for three years. We get married there, and we both get jobs in Dallas immediately after we get married. Oh, uh, that's so very I, nice. So I got the job at uh, the uh, – it was a – oh, my gosh. I, I'm having a brain. <laughs> but Sorry. you've worked at so many news stations. Right, so I was at the TV station in Dallas. It was actually housed in Fort Worth. It was KTVT, which is, I believe, Channel 13 – no, which is 11, which I believe is CBS. Okay. And I was there for a year. And then just all these really ugly stories kept happening in a row, and I just was depressed. I was newly married. I was gaining a lot of weight because I was work- I went back to the no- morning shift yeah. and I had no I, I, I never saw my husband. Else. I literally Whataburger was my friend mm-hmm. and then my only friend because I moved to this new city <laughs> and you know freshman fifteen. No, nah, I got like the newly married thirty. I was hor- I was like I was just yeah. not in a happy place. Yeah, and I told my husband I was like I think I need to quit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, go ahead. We can, I got you with what's going on, right? With, with what I'm doing and we, we can do this. And so I, you know, I, I gave them like a 60 day note. Like, I mean, I told him I would train someone. I was like, right. I was totally respectful right. of, you know, the contract and everything like that. But I was like, I just have no desire to do this anymore. I'm sad all the Man. time. It was right after there was a church shooting in Fort Worth where a man walked into a church on a Wednesday, like, Maypole, not Maypole Day. It was some kind of like Wednesday nights are notorious for youth group. Okay. And killed like 12 teenagers for no reason. Right. That, you know, no good reason. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, and then like Tom Landry died and a horrible snowstorm and um, an American Airlines crash happened all within like maybe six months. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm sad all the time. Oh, and the other big story was the Texas a and bonfire. Oh, oh my gosh. I, I was depressed for like six months. I remember that. I'm like, I can't. I, I literally could not do this anymore. Yeah. And so I got out of the business and I was like, oh, well, what am I supposed to do now? P.O., P.I.O., mm-hmm. uh, advertising, you know. So I kept looking for jobs and I was like, nothing sounds exciting. And uh, I went to a temp, temp, temp agency just to like, you know, make a little bit of money. And I found a job in human resources as a recruiter slash um, training person. Okay. And so when I was in the training department, I learned how to create trainings, which is kind of like writing lesson plans. And I felt like I was being like a teacher. Yeah. And then I did that for like four years. Um, the HR thing? Mm-hmm. As a temp? No, it started as a temp. And, and then they, they buy you hired out. you on. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Um, and then um, had a baby and stayed home for four years. Dang, girl. And, You've done a little bit of and everything. And then I said, I, this should be a teacher. I can finally do it. Because then I found, I didn't even know that you could be a teacher by doing what's called alternative certification. So I just learned about this. Alternative certification. So if you have a degree in, in anything, it could be in basket weaving, as long as you can pass these online courses and, and of course, pass the test. Because you can't do anything without a test. Mm-hmm. Um, then you get what's called a probationary certificate for one year. And if you do well in that one year, and, of course, you can get a job then um, 
you can be a teacher. And so I did that. And I was a math teacher, and I was I loved it. Um, and it was for middle school? I've always done middle school. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my first job was eighth grade math. I've only done math. Uh, was eighth grade. That is so awesome. And um, yeah, it was cool. Um, I I look back on my teaching. I think I did it for ten years, and um, at four or five different schools, all middle school from eighth to six, sixth, seventh, and eighth. Basically, mm-hmm. it was like half eighths, half sixth, and then there's a couple seventh grade years in the middle. Um, you taught here in Corpus. I did. I taught at two places. I taught at Incarnate Word Academy. Um, which is a private school, and I taught there first when I first moved down here. So I moved down here in 12. My husband got a job in the oil industry as a salesperson with piping, Mm -hmm. and so we moved down here during the boom and everything like that, and I got a teaching job at IWA, and then after two years, I got a job at um, Adkins the first year they opened, Adkins Middle School in Corpus CCISD. Okay. Um, it's it's the new one of the newest middle schools. Yeah, it was, I don't even it, it know was, where it is. It was opened when Vets opened the same like got time, it. so it's over there by uh, Ennis Jocelyn and Wooldridge. I gotcha on the south side. Okay, and um, I have great, great, great experience with my students from both schools and parents from both schools. Um, I had a really great principal at both. You know, sometimes principals can make or break you as teaching. I've heard that. Um, same thing with news director. You know, oh, I mean, yes. it, like, you know what I mean? If you have a crappy yes, news director absolutely. or a jerk news director, mm-hmm. you hate your job. Man, yes, I've I've seen. But, I mean, it's, I think it's any profession that if you have a really horrible boss, no matter how good or bad you do, you you'll hate your job. I mean, for sure. Um. So, uh, as a teacher, I learned all these tricks and stuff with with computers and 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 the internet because when you're when you teach these eleven to fourteen year olds. They're all learning social media faster than you. So I had to like step up my game and learn that kind of so I learned how to do Instagram through them. I would Isn't communi- that interesting? You're I, telling me what you learned from your students. Well, I That's learned pretty darn because cool. I know that they don't want to look on the board to see what the homework assignment is because they're they they don't think that way. Or they don't want to read an email or they don't their parents don't read emails. Yep. So I was like, oh, okay, so what we're gonna do is because I can't text message you because that's kind of weird. There's, um, there's, there's these things called Remind, which is an app that's a text messaging app. But no, I don't have their phone number. They don't have mine. Mm-hmm. And so I got on those, as many of those as I could, as well as Instagram. And I created an Instagram teacher account. And I would post homework assignments. That is such a good idea. And I would also post pictures like of them working hard in the classroom. I, I mean, I had to make sure that the parents didn't have one of those um, you cannot promote my yeah. child's face type yeah. thing. Um, and you, you know who those are. They usually give you ahead of time. And I just mm-hmm. make sure either those people were never in a picture or whatever. And parents loved it. Kids loved it. That is freaking awesome. But it, it also um, gave them accountability and um, what's the word? Responsibility because I'm like, you can't tell me you didn't know the homework assignment because A, it was on the board. B, I sent an email home. C, it's on Gradebook. And oh, I put it on Instagram yeah. and whatever. So how else could I help you with that? Yep. And they, they, no one could come back at me. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, that's genius because you're using a platform that's universal for like all kids nowadays. Well, I say kids, but students. Yeah, they, um, they so they, uh, they learned really quickly that they couldn't really fight me. Yeah. Which is like a really good word, but you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they were like, oh, she doesn't mess around. Yeah. And she's already emailed parent, my parents. Because <laughs> I, ha- I had a weekly email where I would be like, here's the next test, here's the next quiz, or here's the next dress-up day at school. And then I would also have links. So if, like, I'm like, if they're struggling, this is what we're working on, I would send links to videos, like YouTube videos. I'm like, here's how they can get help at home. Man, a lot of times parents oh. don't know how to do math either. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially yes. in middle school. They're like, oh, once you put an X in there, I'm out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which is a... That's a whole nother podcast on how parents shouldn't do that. But <laughs> well, cause it just basically, I mean, I've had parents actually tell me, yeah, I wasn't good at math. So good luck with Johnny. Yeah. I'm like, you, and they say it in front of the kids. So mm-hmm. now the kid's like, Oh look, I'm Johnny and I'm dumb. Yeah. And, and I have so, an excuse. And my, and my parents dumb, expect so this. Okay. Yeah. My it's parents okay. expect this. So it's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I don't, I forgot what I was saying, but anyway, so I use those platforms yes. to help me in teaching. And because I use those platforms, I also would – CCISD has a really good uh, technology uh, like program where they want teachers to learn more about technology because they know that they're about to – you know, the kids could take over, right? Yeah. So 
those of us that wanted free training or free information could go to these uh, like tech savvy Saturdays, which is like, you know, on your own time, but you're getting like a free training on a new either app or a new device or whatever. And then, and so the district did help out that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think they realized this is the way to go. And it sounds to me like you, you didn't just learn how to do it. I mean, you took it above and beyond to make, things accessible and on the oh, yeah. level technologically. Well, because if you just do what's in your contract, unfortunately, as a teacher, you're literally like not a good teacher. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's horrible to say because you could be great at teaching math, but if you just stand up and teach math and put grades in and, you know, but, you know, there's all these other expectations like the communication from home and whatever. Mm-hmm. And if these kids do not do the whole brick and not brick and mortar, the, uh, the, do this, do that, do this, do, and they don't listen to you because they have right. a different type of learner. You know, you got to find a different way. Oh, I you see know, what that you're kind saying. Of stuff. Yes. And so um, that's why I've tried to do videos. Um, I would even send it on that app. I'd be like, here's a link, you know, if you're struggling with tonight's homework. Because so the parents could understand it too. Um, but I, a lot of times that the parents loved it. That is pretty darn cool. And the parents loved it. Um, I think now there's something wrong with that app. Not something wrong with it. I was told that the app now has maxed out where it'll say you can't have more than 150 people in your classroom. Oh. So uh, you have to like work it differently now. So I don't, obviously I don't use it. It's been two years. Yeah. Oh, it's been two years. I left teaching in the summer of 18. So a year and a half, almost two years. Wow. So this is my second school year of not being a teacher. Do you miss it? Um, I miss the the students, I miss like dress up days because mm. I was the dressed up teacher. Like I, if there were awards, <laughs> I would have won. Like, um, I just miss that kind of school spirit mm-hmm. stuff. Um, cause you can't really dress up weird like that. Like I actually on Halloween, <laughs> on Halloween, Nicole, my, one of our salespeople at the store, she likes, we, her and I for two years now have gone in this cause no one's going to buy a bed on Halloween, but we're still open. Yeah. So I go in there. You never she, know. We bring all of our, she brings all her makeup. I bring my makeup. And so like, this year we dressed up as leopards. So she did this. Re- she, I can't do makeup. So she did this really cool thing where I had leopard prints down the side of my face and like, and I had like a nose, like a leopard nose. And she did the same thing to herself. And then the year before, we were like, uh, like skeletal looking. See, face. that's so fun. And so I was like, but I remember picking. I remember going into a store and it was Halloween day and I'm, people are like, I'm like, oh, that's right, because I have this stuff on my face, you know. <laughs> but it's Halloween, so I think most people get it. Yeah. But like. But I do, I do miss up, I do miss dress up days, and I miss like having a group of, and unfortunately they're mainly women, but you know in middle school you have a little bit more men, but I, that group of like-minded individuals, yes. you know, whether it's in the lunchroom or whatever, that you can, you know, complain about if you wanted to, yeah. or you know, talk about your successes and stuff. So when I first got out of the industry or whatever, and I was just working with my husband, I was like nobody to talk to mm-hmm. you know it's almost like it they don't want to talk to you anymore right? not that they're mean to you like oh she's not a teacher anymore you know yeah they're you know because they're jokingly say they're jealous but then they're i don't really ever see them yeah so well, I, I mean like, it's something to be said that like hey guys i'm leaving because we well and they know they knew why now. i mean they know why i left um it's just it's just different you you're used to seeing them every single day five days a week and even at school functions or runs or going to a sporting event or whatever you see everybody and then you don't like it's mm-hmm. like a, a halted screech. So I said I want to be with people like me. So I joined West, which you know the Women's Entrepreneurial Society, um, almost a year ago, and Excellent. I've met a lot of people. And I and I and I like that. Like I mm-hmm. like like-minded people. Like I think Nikki is like amazing, Nikki Rioja, and same thing with Elizabeth. Which oh, I can't for say sure. Her last name. Yeah, but and even Jessica, she was great. And I, it, I like meeting people like that because we all can talk about being business owners mm-hmm. and having like a connection than, you know, than with someone else. And then I also joined junior league cause I always like oh, to give great. back. So I did, I did join, I joined junior league. I'm considered like a pledge, which I don't know what they call it. They call us new members. Yeah. But it's like joining a sorority. So For I'm, sure. like, I'm like a pledge. That's hilarious. There's no hazing though, so I'm good. Thank goodness. <laughs> no one's got time for that. And so now, so I've made uh, uh, new friends who are, you know, like-minded. Yeah. 
and that's been cool. Yeah, well, and that was that's a priority of yours, and so you were able to do it. But what I think is cool is that you still kind of teach because you said you go and do guest speaking gigs. Yes, so and you teach math, which I think is I so did. freaking cute. So, um, tell the me, first teaching thing we did, um, my husband did it with me. Um, and what's it through? Is it the first the one company? I, the first one I did was at Incarnate Word Academy. So mm-hmm. Incarnate Word Academy has this new program. It's I think it's three years old now. It's called the Amazing Shake, and it's um, a program. Um, uh, I think it's called Amazing Skills. So it teaches students in the middle school level to be um, not necessarily business people, but it teaches them like skills like a proper handshake mm-hmm. how to talk to someone and look them God, in the eye i shake hands with people my age and, and it's horrible like, the floppy fish the floppy so, fish gross. we just shook hands it's, like it's, floppy fishes that's really not appropriate people <laughs> learn how to shake yeah um but men men do the floppy shake it's but anyway, terrible so and then some women these, are like Rrr. yeah then they, so they're teaching these kids how to shake a hand how to talk properly without the umming and the stuffing like that they teach them how to look at you in the eye and make eye contact and be talk with conviction um, not to fidget with something. Um, so it's like, it's skills that are needed in no matter what profession these children want think they want to do when they grow up, right? Right. And then they have the competition, and then that competition, the top three people from the school go to Atlanta, and they compete with other students. I don't know if you ever heard of Ron Clark. He's kind of famous in the, in the education Mm-mm. field, and so he has created a school. It's called the Ron Clark Academy. He's like kind of famous. Um, wow. And they go to this competition that people come from all over the country, actually, to compete. And actually, I think two years ago, IWA had a guy that placed third, I, b- I believe. He was in the top. That's it huge. Was pretty cool. That is very cool. I don't cool. remember the name, so I apologize. But that's pretty cool. But actually, I'm actually this Friday going to be a judge for their competition here. How cool is that? Yeah. So is it, do they want former teachers? Do they want business Oh, owners? okay. So the first time I did this class, they wanted a business person to talk about how to be, how to interview. Yeah. And so what we did was I created like a, like a pretend like I was teaching a lesson and I had video, I brought in video, I asked questions and I, what we did was we talked about how to interview, how to write a resume, all the different types of resumes you can do. Now people do digital resumes. Have you ever seen those? Those are like amazing. I think I have actually. It's like a website. Yes. It's basically yes. A, we- a, a moving resume, mm-hmm. kind of like a LinkedIn, but just yeah. your own personal page. Yeah. So we talked about what those look like. We've, I've seen one where someone was trying to get a job as a cartoon drawer or whatever those people like an animator yeah and so she created a video on youtube where she's drawing animation and singing a song that she created about how they should hire her for this job i love it so i was like this is how creative you can get yeah i mean obviously which i like because when back in my day it was like no longer than two pages right black and white nothing fancy whatever and i think people are yeah like legally blonde you could spray it yeah yeah (laughs) but i think people are encouraging our employers are encouraging for you to stand out that's pretty cool because white paper with black writing on it is that's not yeah you know so we we do so that was that focus on that one the the most recent time i did is my friend is a math teacher in fifth grade, and I used to get a lot of her students in the sixth grade classroom, and we were just talking one day, and I'm like, you know, if you're ever bored, I, I could guest speak, and we could talk about math. And she goes, oh my gosh, are you serious? So within like a couple of days, I wrote a, a lesson where I pretended that they were, they were they owned businesses, their, their table group owned a business, and they created stuffed animals. And we had to create, because it was a decimals lesson, and in fifth grade, you're, you're learning how to add and subtract decimals properly and yes. multiply. Yeah. And so it was just a little lesson on how much was the small stuffed animal, how much was the medium stuffed animal, how much was the large stuffed animal, how much, what was your GP? So we learned about c- gross profit. Like, well, the suppliers. Yes. Wow. So the, and, but it was all decimals. So I'm like, if it costs you $1.67 to make the animal, but you're charging $4.72, how much is going into your pocketbook or, you know, we, yeah. we try, and so that was kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, so did they that pick up cool. on it because of the the real world example you gave was relatable. Right. And that is something in the, in the Texas teaching that is uh, part of what's called a teak, which is so we as teachers are required to hit certain teaks, which is a T-E-K-S, and I forgot what it stands for. Okay. Texas ed- Texas Essential Knowledge and Skills. Oh, Ooh, good I job. Right. I, I know. Right. No, that sounds I'm probably legit. wrong, but I, I think that's legit. what it is. <laughs> so, like it, so each grade has their own, like 5.1. So that means fifth grade, point whatever, mm-hmm. and they have all these numbers. And, and a lot of them is real-world math. And then, of course, related to, in that case, decimals, adding stretching decimals, you know, that kind of stuff. That is so freaking cool. And I love that you're, you're – uh, 
showcasing it from a business owner's perspective. Because I told him, I go, no matter what you do, you have to know how it would work with decimals. Yeah. Whether it's you're in the grocery store line and you're like, hey, this is 20% off. Well, now you got to figure out what's 20% and then you got to learn how to subtract. You got to understand, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like. Yeah, because you're applying it to real world stuff. This is the kind of thing I, I feel like it's so important to make it relatable to your audience in order for it to have the most effect. Because it sounds like you're doing Middle school math was one of the maths that was very easy for me to sell that you will use this. High school math, when the kids would call me like later, like, when am I ever going to use this? And I'm like, you still need to do it. Just do yeah. it. Just don't, don't ask questions. <laughs> You're going to use know? it right now. You know, because I said basically anything with algebra is problem solving. It's mm-hmm. not what you think. It doesn't say, how do I go from point A to point B? But it really does. It just uses letters. Yeah. And so if you can problem solve and trial and error, then you can problem solve in any situation. Yep. But it's hard to explain that to a 14-year-old. Absolutely. They're like, well, I don't like X's and Y's. And yeah. I you know, and I'm like, but it's it's just the it's just like the stepping stones because one day you might own a company or work for a company that's you know has two thousand employees and they've got this crisis, and how are you going to solve the crisis? Whether it's a social media crisis or I have no money crisis, and there's you've got to find a way out of it. Yep. Do we see X's and O's? No. But if you, I'm, I, I promise you, if you know how to do algebra, you probably are decent problem solving I believe in that. general I do believe I mean that. that's just the way it is so how did y'all get into the mattress business that is a great story so my husband gets all the kudos he um has been an entrepreneurial person the whole time I've known him and we just celebrated 20 years like we just renewed congratulations our vows Thank you. wow so again super old but uh oh, <laughs> but he um he was kind of headhunted Beyond, we're, we're, a lot of people think we're a franchise. We're not a franchise. We are 100% locally owned. Everything See, about I didn't this, know that. Yeah, everything about us is is like our money, our, our mm-hmm. stuff. Um, we don't have to pay someone like, you know, like if you wanted to open a McDonald's, you have to pay like, I don't know, yep. a gazillion dollars just to get the name and the, yep. and the advertising. That's, that's not, we're licensing agreement. So mm-hmm. we're just required to buy our mattresses directly from them. And that's it. Right on. And then we got a logo to go with it. Mm-hmm. And there's some rules about the logo, but that's it. Yeah. Um, so he was kind of headhunted. He asked me about it. And I was like, if that's what you want, you know, I was, I was supportive. Um, I like the fact that if it didn't go well, you could still sell these mattresses and be done with it. Right. For sure. And you would just be out of whatever your monthly expenses were or whatever. Yeah. Um, but we, but I told him, I go, I am not a salesperson and I'm never selling a bed and don't even ask me. I go, I'll help you with the finances in the back. Yeah. And I'll Which is an important job. And I'll help you that way. I go, but don't, do not think I'm ever selling. Like, I don't really want anything to do with business. That's kind of how it started. Yeah. And I remember we, we, we opened up, um, April, um, excuse me, August 1st was when we got the first shipment of mattresses. 20, we, I'm sorry, 17, 2017. Okay. First sale was on the uh, second to a woman who was buying a bed for her like 12 year old. Wow. It was a full, which is basically some people call it a double. Yeah. I love that you remember all these facts. I have a picture of it (laughs) on my social social media campaign. Uh, But three weeks later, Hurricane Harvey hits and we evacuate. My husband's not even in the state because he's at a mattress training class. And I am just like, oh my God, we've lost all everything we own i mean i was like we're gonna yeah so i went to mccallan me and the kids went to the mccallan with the dogs he was in boston at a training he somehow can his flights all canceled to corpus so they got it rerouted to mccallan and we were together oh wow and it was weird because i don't know where you, did you were you you were here i was here i did just you had a baby did you i stayed my husband was working oh. overnights at kaa he had to be there Ew, covering horrible. it and i was at home with a one month old <laughs> Okay, yeah. that's fun. Woohoo! Don't miss that part of the business. Absolutely um, not. <laughs> so, but what was weird about McAllen is, first of all, our entire hotel was all Corpus people. Um, matter of fact, the Depar- uh, Coast Guard had rented out. It was they had like a um, a war room. Mm-hmm. Their their conference room was a oh, war room. Oh wow! So they went there. Yeah, and um, a lot of people we knew went there. And my birthday was the day it hit, and. Um, so August I, what, what? 24th. Okay, 24th. Well, 25th, I think it was the day it hit landfall, but I evacuated on the 24th. Got it. Which was your birthday? So my birthday was horrible. <laughs> um, so on the 25th or the 26th, 
we all go out to this big this Mexican restaurant. There's like 20 of us because we all went to the same. And so I was yeah. like, this is weird to be celebrating my birthday yeah. when there's a hurricane and people are not well. Right. Um, so we finally leave. And, it's, and it was the weather was beautiful. We were playing in the, we were in the park. I felt bad. We, I felt Wasn't guilty it crazy? being Just a few in the miles south. It's yeah, like we were fine. in the pool at the La Quinta, taking pictures, and we were. Just, I mean, I was like, this is just weird. So we finally leave. We go back home, and we have no idea what we're walking back to. We have, or you know, what we're going to drive back to. We we literally do not know uh, what our house is going to like. And this house is not the house we were in. We mm-hmm. um, were somewhere else. So we get back, and there's like not even like I don't even think a shingle was gone. Like nothing. And it was just weird. But, of course, we saw some horrible stuff on the way in. Absolutely. Um, uh, the only thing we were affected by is we had no internet in our house. And internet was affected. Yeah. Um, like first world problems, right? So all I had for news was whatever was on my fe- Facebook feed is really all. I, had, I couldn't watch the Weather Channel. But yet when I was in, in McAllen, all we watched was the Weather Channel. Yeah. So it was weird. I had no information unless it was posted. <laughs> so it was weird. So my husband says... Oh, and we checked on the mattresses in the store and everything was fine. Which is, but we were like, we're not going to open. Yeah. How depressing is that? So yeah. he gets, we're, I, I'll never forget. I was just like, I was like in tears and I'm like, I feel so guilty that we are okay. And he's like, yeah, he goes, we should, and he, he has a barbecue trailer. Like those big ones that you pull behind a truck. Yeah. And it's got like that, the big rounded barbecue pit with the big tall thing like it's huge we used to go to um the beach all the time excuse me he's like wow we should take the pit and just cook warm food for people i'm like well how would we do that i'm like that's dumb and then i was like well wait could we do that Mm -hmm. he's like well yeah couldn't we i was like oh my gosh i'm going to walmart right now so i would go to walmart and get on the phone and i start calling all my friends who have lots of contacts and i'm like louie and i are thinking about doing this you want to join mm-hmm. in there yet? Yeah. So within like four hours, we're at the parking lot um, of Bell's in Aransas Pass that it was destroyed. Yes, and we are cooking warm food, and we have hot dog. We just have and we just have like hot dogs. Yeah, and we have chips, and so hey, every, all of our friends start bringing food, and then then it became like a drop off for like bottled water, and then um, and but you know, so we just got on social media and. Um, I literally, I made myself, I used to be a pretty private person and then I, now I made everything public and I'm like, guys, if you know anybody in this area, Ingleside, Aransas Pass, we're going to cook warm food for them. Just tell them to come to this parking lot. And my post was shared like 200 times, not just locally, but like people in Denver, wow. like everyone I knew from like college was posting it. Um, so it was weird. Like it was at first we were like, is anyone going to come? Mm-hmm. And then they just started walking because they had no gas. Right. It'd been like oh five days. Gosh. It's like a Tuesday. So yes. it hit like on. And so if they had gas, they didn't want to waste it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had to walk and, um, our cousins lived like down the street and they're all, they're all from the army and they all had people come over and we just started cooking and it, and the, the stories we heard and the thank yous, like it was like super moving and well the fact that you guys had the inspiration to do that and then followed through with it is i didn't moving. i didn't realize what it was going to turn into but i think and most of them all said we were fine i mean our house isn't but we had bread or we had peanut butter but this is the first like warm because they don't have electricity they yeah. can't microwave something um so unless they had a propane which they might have but it might be out so it, it was it was and so what we did the next so then we did it again the next day, and we had even more people. We had a guy from San Antonio who owns an insurance company who had a pit, and he heard about us, and he came down, and he was cooking next side, side to us. So, wow. so, so the next day when we went to the store, what we did was we went to Sam's, and we bought all their rotisserie chickens, like 50 of them, and quartered them. And so we had, and then we had chicken plates. And then we had people like, people who were like, I can't do much, but I can, my grandmother made an entire bowl of, Mexican spaghetti, which wow. I'm not sure what that is, but it was like this big bowl of something. And then someone made a homemade thing of rice and beans. And so we had like this long table's worth of like, come get what you want. And they're like, can I take four plates home? And we're like, yeah. Um, 
people brought up just like, and then we then we started we started running out of things. We're like, so I'd get on just social media. I'm like, I'm running out of bread. And the next thing I know is like a truckload of bread's coming up. <laughs> I had we had some motorcycle, um, like you know, like a motorcycle club. Yeah. Out of the valley, I think it was. I think it was Laredo, and they showed up with literally like um, a, an eighteen wheeler of bottled water. Dang. Just to drop off, and so we, we like made this makeshift drop off station. Yeah. Like unexpected, like like unintentionally, like we didn't mean to be like this. And then, um, and then our friends, the Gonzaleses started going to Rockport and then they started kind of doing the same thing there. Like they actually like, they almost lived there for like six weeks. Like they created like a lot of stuff in Rockport. Um, wow. But then I had to go back to school. I only had those two days and I had to be back. Oh, cause you were still teaching even though y'all yeah, had the no, mattress company. I was, That's I told right. you, I was not, I'm not doing Yeah, that. not till 2018. I'm not a salesperson. So yeah. I, so that was like a Tuesday and a Wednesday and I had to be back at school on Thursday. Cause remember they had that whole week where kids, they told kids you couldn't go to school. Cause yeah. So that whole, so, but we had to come back on, I believe Thursday. So I had to go back to work. And so I was like, I can't do this, but I'll, I had friends who I said, we can't do it anymore. But if you want to continue it, let me know and I'll, you know, share. And so I had friends who continued and, but I think they continued in, um, Rockport. So that was like, that was super moving. And that was like completely unintentional. We didn't promote the business from it. Excuse me. It was just love for the community. Yes. Like the community came together so much. Like, you know, like before it, I want to say, yeah, I would sometimes say bad things about Corpus because some, there are some, some humans in our city that are not nice right all you have to do is read the comments on like yeah. hatred oh I yeah post, you know what oh, i mean yeah. i'm like y'all really mm-hmm. so but this was like like just nothing but love like no negativity like it was just pure love for your community and people i've never met before yep i mean probably the most thing my husband and i are probably the most proud of not the business but like that those two days ah uh, yeah that's it was, huge. It, was, it was cool that is huge and then we got back into the selling mattresses because, of course, now people who had lost beds want beds. Yeah. And so uh, we brought in our cousin, excuse me, our cousin, our nephew, Daniel, who has an, who had mattress firm experience, and he started helping out. And then it just became the three of us, and we just got successful because we don't live, we don't have a, a, a we don't have a space off. SPID. We're not in more plaza. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying thousands of dollars to provide the same beds. Yep. Like, and we, we were not being greedy when we set our prices. We, you know, we still have to make money to pay for those things and, and that kind of stuff. But we really wanted to help the community out and not because of Hurricane Harvey, but just in general. Like, yeah. beds are expensive. Yes, they are. You know I'm what in mean? the market for one and in it's the next, like, like, few years. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's like, like, my husband, before we got this business, we never spent more than $1,000 on a bed, and I want to say it was refurbished. Oh, wow. I want I, I really think that. Like, I don't remember for sure because it was a long time ago, but we were just like, I can't spend $4,000 on a bed. I can't spend ten. I mean, I've heard of people spending $10,000 on a bed. Mm-hmm. And if you can, if you yeah, can like do it, that's car. great. But I'm like, I, 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 so we, so it wasn't until we got into business that we're like, oh, I guess we could get a new bed now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? How about that? I was like, it, but it took us a year because we were like, nah, I don't even know what I want, you know? Um, so the first year we're, we're plugging along and I then start helping out more in the back office, mm-hmm. making sure I understand what the GP is and do we have enough money to pay bills and much less pay a salesperson and much less pay for advertising, you know, that kind of stuff. Yep. And it was after about March that I was like, okay, I think I need to do this full time. Cause right now I'm running myself ragged. Cause I would get up at five in the morning, sometimes work out, but other times just get up to do crunch numbers. Yeah. Go to school all day. Daughter just started sports so then have sports at night. And then late at night I would have to do numbers again. And like, I was, I was like crazy. It's Saturdays. Yeah. I would be at the shop grading papers in the back, but still, cause that's the only way I was going to see my husband. If I went to the shop, like, Right. The kids, you know, for a while were like, oh, we have to go to the shop. But now they realize it's important. Absolutely. Um, so when I made the, when we made the decision to resign, I bawled my eyes out when I wrote my resignation letter. Like, I was devastated. Because I was starting to get, uh, like, I, I look back now, but, you know, like, when you're in it, you kind of have that self-sabotage. Absolutely. I was like, oh, I'm probably not that great of a teacher. <laughs> or, you know. That blows my mind. And then, but when I got, when I left, all the love and support that I got and how, what do you mean? And that kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. 
And I was like, you know what? I was a badass teacher. I was probably on the way to like getting maybe some recognition, you know, like yeah. I was, but I, I don't regret it. Like this was where I meant to be. So everything Absolutely. I have learned in the past from my careers, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I know use, I use so now. Many. Right. So human resources that I used in for four years. So when I came over full time, I was like, we don't have any policies. <laughs> so if you ever have, employees, have employees, unfortunately, yeah. there's always going to be the ones that take advantage of for you. sure. So that was the first thing I wrote policies. Um, that was how like a handy big is deal. that? That is a big deal. Like, you know, like little, not, not necessarily manuals, but more like what happens when you have a delivery? You yes. Know? Like just little things because we were all flying off the seat of our pants. Yeah. My husband and while well, his own businesses, but it was all him. Like he had no employees. Mm-hmm. This is the first time we've had people who've worked with us and for us. And so you have to think like that. And it was, you know, we, we've all grown and learned a lot. I mean, a lot. Yeah. Um, I've learned more about myself. Like I, would never ever in a million years wanted to have been a business owner or anything like that. Like, always, really? I never wanted to. I was like, wow, no, I need a steady paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> I need to have, yeah, you're very you know, practical. Yeah. Um, but he was always like that. So when I did come over, I was like scared and then I like, uh, and nervous and I'm like, well, I don't know what my niche is. Like, is it just numbers? Like that's mm-hmm. boring. And then, so then I started to do things like, um, get our name out in the community. So my husband is a veteran and I'm the teacher. And so that was another wow. thing that was our stick or whatever. Yeah. So anytime a veteran bought a bed, they got an automatic discount. Mm. Same thing with teachers. Cause mm. we're like typically veterans, especially ones that are like the older ones are on fixed incomes. Yes. Teachers don't make any money to begin with. See, That's huge. And so I was like, those people, and I didn't want to wait till veterans day or teacher appreciation week. I'm like, no, every day you're going to get a discount. Yeah. And so that was like our thing. And See, we're that's kind awesome. of known for that. Now. Yeah. Well, cause y'all you're, you're very big on giving back to the community and we're going to touch on a few more reasons why, but that is a big one. It doesn't matter what day right. teachers and veterans discount. And so, um, we have our little signs. So if anyone's ever seen us on Facebook or Instagram, I have these signs and it says like, love my bed from box shop. Mm-hmm. So for I have custom, seen them. you know, so I have those. I also have one that's specific to veterans and one that is specific to, uh, teachers. Yeah. Just as another way to show how cool our customers are as well as we are. <laughs> I love it. See, that is freaking awesome. So, okay. Clearly you have a love for the community. What with your setting up, you know, a place for warm food during Harvey, whether you're giving back to teachers and veterans with your lo- local business or, you have an event coming up President's Day. Yes. So uh, I, I, when we, when we started this, I, was, I, I attached ourselves to this. We're local. Yes. We're not a franchise. We, we, are, we really are local. And so when I met Nikki Riojas and some of the people in West, I, know, I realized how many really businesses are there in this area that are small and local and cool as shit. Like mm-hmm. some really cool people and some really cool products. And, um, so I started to go to people that I know, I'm like, Hey, I'm doing this thing and we kind of do well during president's day weekend. And so what I want to do is give my customers a gift and they, you know, like, like a drawing. Yeah. Um, but I'd also promote you at the same time. So mm-hmm. I started, I went to my gym owner, Sam at results and he was like, sure, I'll give away, you know, whatever. And then the lady that does my hair, like she owns her own salon and, uh, at Salon Divine. And so uh, they gave me something, you know, like, and so it's, that was last year. See, so I had a couple. So cool. And then I, so I, I just, and, and we, what we did is we have like a little piece of paper and we just tell the customers, just, I just need your name and phone number. And if you win, I'll call you and we're going to do a live drawing and you don't have to do anything. You don't even have to buy anything. Yeah. And, um, but I mean, the fact that you're giving them local products, I just think you it's know? cool because some people Very might cool. not have even known that these people exist exactly. or that this is even here. Mm-hmm. Some of these places. Um, like down the street from where we're at is, uh, pizza state. Yes. You know? Yeah. I love that pizza. Yeah. Same. And so they, you know, I haven't they been give there in a while. Thing and you know, like just, and it's not like you're getting a million dollars. It's like a $25 gift card. Whatever. So you can, you That's know, the best. I, Are you I, kidding me? I know. So like some people hit us up and I'm like, yeah, I'll give you like a pillow to give away or mm. for a drawing or a silent auction or whatever. So anyway, it was like a thing. And then cause last year it was, it was successful and small. And so this year I wanted to make it a little bit bigger and so it's this, not this weekend, but next weekend. Right, February fifteenth so and sixteenth. Fifteenth. Well, it's, if you technically, it's a four day. Oh, the sale's four days. Got it. So it's technically Valentine's Day, but yes, that's because the way that the it falls. But yeah, yeah that is going to be Valentine's um, Day through 
President's Day. Yeah. So, so the 14th this through the 17th. Year, normally we have a tent sale. Like mm-hmm. we have a tent and everything, but tent's kind of like the gimmick. But this year we're doing something different and we're partnering with, um, gosh, should I say it? Jefe's, the food truck. I love their the Corpitos fries. Okay. Dude. Okay. We're partnering with them, and our customers are getting free corn cups. Dude! On Saturday. <laughs> okay, that's pretty darn cool. That is very cool. So, well done. I know. So we partnered with them for that, and so I'm kind of excited. And then, um, so all these customer, all these, you know, just fun stuff. I mean, like, some stuff are little, sometimes are, some are big, you know, but nothing, like, amazing. But I think I've calculated it's I about did, I, $1,800 worth of stuff. I'm yeah, I would away. have to disagree. Like the fact that you're bringing in other local businesses, whether it's through giveaways or a food truck that y'all are collaborating. I mean, you are paying it forward by supporting local. I even have a, a, a one of my former students sells Girl Scout cookies. She'll be there too. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. Like that, that's the kind of thing I just, it, it just thrills me because it's like, here you guys are with your like really successful business. And what are you doing? Like you're thinking about like, how can I, you know, not only bring in customers, but mm-hmm. also enhance the customer's experience by promoting local companies. Like it's just like yeah. the best like symbiotic relationship ever. But then you also told me that you organized a shop local give back t-shirt campaign. Okay. So that is yeah, tell me about I'm that. super proud of on top of the, 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 the cooking for the food. So I had this brain idea and I literally went, I went to Nikki with Wes and I said, I have this idea for a shirt. She's like, yeah, I don't, I don't have time for that. But she wasn't like rude or anything, but she yeah. was like, but if you do it and spearhead it, I, you know, I'll help you. Yeah. I was like, okay. So I was like, well, how can I do it? So I had, my idea was we do this like campaign for a, a shop local shirt just for Corpus and we get business owners to basically like rent space on the back of the shirt and we charge for the shirt, obviously, and then yeah. the money's raised from the shirt is going to go to a world for children, which is a foster agency here in Corpus. Okay. Um, actually, I think it's in outside areas as well, mm-hmm. um, because uh, I think fostering is amazing. Um, I don't think I'm the type of person that can do it, so I want to be able to help in in the way I can, which yes. is more money. See, that's so the, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> so I did. I did a food. I mean, I did a. Um, a Oh my gosh! School supply drive for them. Mm. I've um, oh perfect. So that was kind of cool, right? Yes, that's so, very cool. But with the shirt, so my brother is a graphic artist, and he's shout out Shane. He's amazing, and he did he refused to let me pay for it, and so I just sent him I sent him a gift card. But uh, <laughs> he he designed this look. I kind of said I have this idea of like big shopping bags and the Corpus Christi background mm-hmm. and and blah blah blah. And he designed this for me. And he did yeah, it's so three so big shopping awesome. bags. And in front of it is the Corpus Christi skyline. It's super cool. And it says shop local, give back Corpus Christi, Texas. That's the front. And I did it in like cool, like colors. Like it's not black and white. Mm-hmm. It's got colors. And there's even two options. You can do the dark gray option. You can do the light gray option. I love it. And then the back has all the local businesses that paid for sponsorship on the back. Yeah. And we, I did this and I wanted to get this done around before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually were able to unveil it on small business Saturday, which was super awesome and elevated printing with Rick and Jessica were able to bust it out right in time for me. And, um, we raised $500 that I was able to give to, or we were able to give to uh, world for children right before Christmas where they were. And it was literally like the day I dropped it off. They were packaging yes. all these presents to give to the, their foster agency children, the p- children in their area or in their, in their guide, or I'm not sure what it's called. Mm-hmm. So they had presents to open on Christmas. Wow. So See, I was that's like, that's the kind Aw. of thing. That's huge. It was fun. I mean, but what a brilliant idea. And what I think is so cool is that you guys come up with ideas and then you execute them. You know what I mean? You don't just sit on the idea or mull over the idea for so long that the time it passes you by. You're like, Hey, I want to do this discuss it a little bit and then you do it. Well, we, we, uh, I feel fortunate that because I'm a member of Wes and the, you know, the, the coastal, um, uh, coastal Bend moms collective, I have like a resource, like an online resource of, um, women or any really just business owners in general that I just like can put out a mass email and be like, who's interested. Yeah. And they're like, send it, send me something, send me something, you know, send me I mean, like, it's just, it's pretty awesome. Um, and I never knew any of these people existed two years ago. 
Like right? I, I mean, seriously, Isn't I mean, that except so for my cool? hairdresser and my gym owner, almost everyone I have met who was on that shirt or anything like that, I never knew who they were until I became a business owner and got really into the business. So if you really want to get really technical a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. cause I didn't really know any of these people when I was still teaching. Cause I was a teacher and my brain was on my students Yes, and passing the star and all that stuff, you know? Yeah. So, um, what a change from 2018, like a year and a half. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I definitely a completely different world. And then also my, uh, husband and I, there, we know a lot of other people that own mattress stores. Like I was telling you the reason I got the bourbon is cause I was at a mattress convention mm-hmm. and a lot of those people are our friends. Like no matter whether they're like making a million dollars or they're only, you know, making 50 or whatever, they're, they're our friends and we all share. That's nothing in our community, our mattress community. We share ideas. So like that sign idea that I had, which I actually stole from, uh, Claudia Reyes and Gina Montalvo with their closing signs when they mm-hmm. sell their houses. I was like, oh, I can do that with a... I seriously, I was like... You were inspired by... Well, okay, so Claudia Reyes, I taught her daughter at IWA. Okay. And so I would follow her just just on... We just were like friends like that. And I was like, hey, that sign's kind of cool. It was like hashtag close with Claudia, I think mm-hmm. is what her sign Yeah, says. I've seen those. And then Gino had his, and so they would combine them when they sold and funded a house together. And I was like, I want a sign. And my friend is a teacher and she has a cricket and she makes stuff on the side, like t-shirts. And, yeah, and I was like, sweet. so I have this idea. Could you make a sign? And she's like, yeah, go to Hobby Lobby, find the sign you want. And I'll see what I can do. And so she's the one that made it beautiful. I just, I just said, this is what I'm thinking. Yeah. And so she made it come to life. Shout out to Anita. And, <laughs> um, so I, I introduced those signs on small business Saturday, 2018 and um, Gina Montalvo, who I've only met once at the time, I had never seen him. Didn't really. I mean, I just followed him. I didn't really know who he was, but I knew yeah. he was like a thing. Um, he like screenshotted my Instagram page with all the because I had looked twenty different photos of customers with this sign, and he's like, "Shout out to Boxdrop with the closing signs," and I was like, "Oh, oh my god!" <laughs> I was like, "I have made it." Yes. Gino has snapshotted my stuff. Yeah, I was like, "What is happening?" I really felt like, <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's pretty darn cool here, so to be like, that's embarrassing, but it's a true story. Like when I saw that, I was like, why would that be embarrassing? I don't that's know. Cause awesome. I think it feels weird. Like, I don't know, but he, he, he is, I know he's not a leading lady, but he does an amazing job with marketing. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, for I sure. I steal some stuff from him all the time. Yeah, for like, sure. Who wants a gift card? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's his thing, right? You're inspired. You're right? inspired. No, I mean, and that what isn't stealing like, Form of flattery? I, that's what I've heard. Not stealing. Hijacking? Uh, What's the word? Imitation. Imitation. Yes, there that, you go. that's we'll the do, one. We'll do imitation. Yes. So you can't arrest me. Yeah. No, that is a... I'm just so impressed with you and your whole story and, you know, the fact that you're a successful business owner and giving back to the community. So where is Box Drop Mattress located? Oh, we are... I don't even know if it's considered Southside, but it's um, 1251 Nile Drive, which is I've like the seen corner y'all. of Nile and McArdle. Yes, I've seen y'all. Uh, the Hookah Lounge is near us. Yes. Um, the So like a lot of people see us because they take that cut mm-hmm. like to go to the university. Yep. And there's all that traffic. Well, they just put a light there, but it yes. used to be one stop. And it was mm-hmm. like a lot of I remember that. But that's, that's where we're located. Okay. So it's right off what a one block north of SPID. So exit Nile and go one block. I yeah. Believe that's how it would be the best way to describe it. Right on. And the next big event is president's day weekend. It's going to be a four day event mm-hmm. and they can register. The big day is Saturday, but, but the gifts are going to be given away for those four days. So if you're interested, all you have to do is go in the store and fill out a little piece of paper. You do not have to buy anything and you may or may not win something right on. Yeah. Well, Darcy, I want to thank you so thank much. You. I wish for we being had another guest. shot because now it's over. Now right? Like, I know. You're like, <laughs> I can relax. Well, no, I owe you one because I didn't even bring any no, tequila. I but tequila. I just I think really bad memories. Of college <laughs> tequila. <laughs> so we're okay. But you're, you're you're incredible. Your business is incredible, and and what you're doing for the community is so great. And I just thank you so much. I thank you.